Are you a podcaster? Maybe you've got that big idea and you're looking for a network to join. The multi-award-winning Ozcast Network can get your content to eyes and ears all over the world. Join now for the first month free, and you could be featuring this sound at the beginning of your podcast. Ozcast. Simply head to ozcastnetwork.com for details. Hey, legends, what an episode we have for you today. Tom Mitchell, Collingwood Premiership player, joins us. He goes into what was arguably trade of the year for a player point of view coming into the Pies. What a team. He shares Fly's conversation with him that got him there and the role that he was given to make the team successful, which was absolutely awesome. He tells us how the Sydney Swans lured him away from GWS and the incredible pitch that they gave him to get him there. Also shares some funny stories around a superstar footy player knocking him out as a five-year-old, which was rather funny when we go into that. And of course, his time at the Hawks where Alistair Clarkson was arguably one of the best coaches he ever had and got the best out of him across 2017 and 2018 where he won the brown though absolute superstar of a chat he has a ripping pod over at ball magnets so go check that out but make sure you enjoy this episode because i absolutely love shooting it i thought it flowed beautifully let's get into it Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of the Unlaced Podcast. As I always say, if you are new here, please give us a like and subscribe. It's how we go. And if you've come back again, I absolutely love you. The merch is selling out. I have to say, I'm so humbled. We've sold to every state in the country as of last week, which is pretty cool. I didn't think we'd do that. I was hoping we'd we'd sell as much as we could, but I didn't think we'd get to everywhere in the country. So that's pretty cool to see that it's a national show or at least... Uh, becoming. But if you haven't copped any merch, the humanized tea, the smiley tea, and the unlaced cap, it's in the bio. Get there, get some merch, keep supporting us. We love you for it. Um, mate, oh, this guy coming on the show today, he's a bloody great footballer with a great CV, but he's a ripping fella as well. And I actually did tell him that he's got one of my favorite podcasts, which I don't know if I should be admitting that to a, a competitor, or, but he is my mate. But mate, your pod, Tommy Mitchell uh, from the Collingwood Football Club, I, I genuinely do enjoy it. You like it? Yeah, I really do. Do you, do you give it much thought and research? Because like- Do you know what? I've had more and more people come up to me in recent times and say that. Um, I reckon my first, I don't know if you were the same as this, my early pods must have been pretty average because didn't get a lot, <laughs> a lot of uh, traction and not a lot of following. But I think like anything, if you put a bit of work into something, you get better at it and being lucky enough to have some good guests, which always helps. And it's something I enjoy as well. Like I actually really enjoy doing it. So yeah, thanks, mate. No, we'll uh, we'll take we'll take you on the rankings. No, mate. <laughs> <laughs> mate, you're always up there. But no, to be fair, I don't reckon there's a podcast uh, in the country. It's kudos, kudos to your network and obviously being the footy player that you are, that you're able to get some of the guests you do. But I don't think there's any a, a podcast that's get got bigger guests in the last twelve months oh, in the country. No, do you, that, yeah. do you, uh, is there? Like I don't think there is, no, mate. We've been very lucky, you know. Um, yeah, like Shaquille O'Neal was massive. Bro, that was huge. Fuck? That was massive. Dirk. Changed the game. Dirk, yeah. yeah Dirk the- like we got him through the club at the Pies. He's a, he's now officially a Pies fan. Yeah. Uh, he was with a friend of mine recently in Dallas and sending photos of his his Pies hat that we gave him after we won the flag. So that's pretty cool. That's sick. Uh, Pereira, Alex Pereira, you've ever, yeah. obviously had him on the un- Unlaced pod as well. Uh, current light heavyweight, heavyweight champ. Yeah. Yeah, been pretty blessed and pretty lucky. But and, mate, now I'm sitting here with you, so it's getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate. I'm just, I'm just adding shit. People are always shocked that I, I get big guests, but I'm like, mate, I look at yours. I'm like, I'm Australia-wide. <laughs> Tommy's starting to go global here. Nah, um, yeah, long way to go, but I'm just, just really enjoying it. Um, yeah, we'll see where we go. Well, I do want to go into um, your off-season trip because 
there was rubbing shoulders of all rubbing shoulders. Mm, the of definition came from your trip because yeah. you have Kyrie, Shay, Dame Lillard. Like yeah. I'm sure they're all short of short engagements, but still, yeah, fucking pretty cool. No, they were short engagements, but you know, five minutes with those guys of that caliber feels like an hour. <laughs> and even just, I, you know, I think you sometimes forget as an athlete and as a footballer when you have those interactions with fans, like how much it can mean to them. Like I. I go over there purely as a huge basketball fan and the guys you mentioned, like three of my favorite players and maybe spend a combined total of 10 to 15 minutes with them all together. Yeah. Didn't do any podcasting or anything. Would have loved to, maybe in years to come, but, uh, you know, you just, you just sort of hang on to every word that they say. It's just so interesting, their insight and into their sport. And they're also always very interested in, in us and AFL. They think it's rugby. They got no idea what (laughs) AFL is. So they can't work it out. They can't work out why we don't wear pads. But um, yeah, there was plenty of rubbing shoulders. Loved yeah, it. I love. But any like, you remember any specific words from any of them that kind of stood out? Because I assume it was more "Hey, how are you?" But like, I'd be just interested to know what type of like interest they like, what they're asking about you yeah. and your career and stuff. If there was any, yeah, like oh, it was very general chit chat. You know, yeah. it's probably more more small chat than any anything amazing. Um, well, who was the best? Who was the best to watch live? Like, because you watch a few games. Yeah, like in your few. eyes, who was the one that kind of caught you by? SGA. Yeah, he's he's having he's a, a big year, man. He's killing it. He's um, he's step back. Like he's so agile. One thing I did notice about all of them. So normally, when you meet the American athletes, you go over there and you think these guys are freaking huge. Like they're yeah, you know, like Shaq for example, like seven one would weigh one hundred and fifty kilos, massive. What I noticed about SGA and Kyrie in particular, very thin and small like height wise like obviously a little bit taller than me probably but in terms of their weight they must be in like the 70s 80s like they're so lean and light and i could see that up close to them and that's probably why they're so like they've obviously got genetic gifts but why they're both so agile on the court like they can turn on a dime those two players in particular so when i was standing next to them it was actually the opposite i was like these guys are tiny but in like in terms of like how you know, how thick they are. Like, they're pretty skinny guys, but that's why they're so agile. Well, that's probably why they're durable. So they play mm. a lot of I – mean, people underestimate how, yeah. like, much that would take on the body, 82 games a year. Crazy. Yeah, impressive, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, it's great. Well, we've our friendship's blossomed over the last 12 months, uh, particularly since you've come to the Pies. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm your biggest fan. But I actually – I put my put my hand up. I didn't, I didn't realize your dad was a footy player. Played yeah. 200 games. When did you learn that? In your research? Yeah, in my research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally yeah. in the last week. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Which is which is crazy, don't yeah. you think? Because yeah, like is. everyone would know that about you. Yeah, a lot of people do. Um, your dad had one season at Collingwood, which is cool that we did share you, that. Well, if you both had three clubs, which is yeah. which is weird, and right? The same. Yeah, kind of similar journeys in a way. Yeah. Um, I'll take the premiership though. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> He's digging his fam. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, he's told me all, all my life that you know I'll never get to that level. So <laughs> oh, I got go. the medal now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, very similar journeys. And yeah, the year I was born, not sure if this means anything, the year I was born, dad was playing at Collingwood that season. So I've got photos, which I'll be able to send through to you, of um, dad wore number six at the Pies as well, my current number. That, what, is that why you were? I mean, it was probably what's available, but is that Yeah, no, the that's reason? the number I wanted. I had the number, that, that's the number I wore at the Swans. That was, uh-huh. So when I first got drafted to the Swans, I got the option of number six, which is what I wanted, or number 10. They said, do you want your dad's number? I said, no, I want to. I'm going up against that guy. <laughs> I'm doing it my way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then went to Hawthorne, uh, number three, which was a, you know, so much history with that number at that club. Mm. And then six was available at the Pies. I just always liked the number. And funnily enough, dad wore six at the Pies the year he was there. And I've got baby photos from, yeah, the first year of my life with like a Collingwood 
baby top on and number six on the back, which yeah, is cool. So mum got them out when the trade went through. That's pretty cool, man. I've always wondered, like, I assumed when I when I picked that sort of research up about your dad, I was like, your upbringing, because you're one thing I've noticed about you is like you've got natural work ethic. Like, I, I think you're probably the kind of guy that likes to overwork in a yeah. sense, just to reassure yourself that you're ready and you probably don't need to in yeah. a sense, but you're, you're wired like me. Yes. I've seen that with you. Is that because of like you, you grew up with an AFL footballer essentially? Yeah, I think we can relate. We're both yeah. very similar in that regard. And yeah, I think so. I think it's naturally ingrained. I think especially with my preparation for footy, like I don't know how much you retain as like a little kid, but like I still remember like watching dad going off to footy, always training. My family's always very active, always going for runs, like yeah, obviously I've retained something to the point where, you know, the, the young boys start on Monday. Um, I haven't missed a session yet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's, I'm looking at that too. I'm seeing you running around doing backflips. Mate, I'm, take, <laughs> I'm taking over the gymnastics. I'm, I just can't wait to get back into it. It's what I love doing. But as well, I know that, you know, you get exposed if you don't put the work in and I've just, I just never want to give myself a chance to not put the work in. So yeah. I've gone back early every single year of my career. I've never missed, which yeah. I don't know. I don't know if a lot of guys would do that, but it's just my way of knowing that I've, when it comes to round one, I've done the work. Yeah, it's like a mental tick off, yeah, isn't it? it? Is. It's more that than like you so. probably because you probably you could do the work. Physically, I don't so. need it, but it's yeah. mentally knowing. Okay, I've got a maybe a slight edge. Yeah, I, I understand that a lot. Yeah. Uh, so footy player, like, is that all you always what you wanted to be? I take it. Yeah, I reckon entrenched in footy. Yeah. So like, if I go back to my really early years, dad finished playing. Uh, well, I would have been about three. Uh, obviously, don't remember a lot, but then went straight into. He was the fitness coach at Carlton for two years, then the assistant coach at Carlton for maybe six or seven years. So my whole childhood was, you know, revolved around footy. Like yeah. I'd, I'd play Auskick and then I'd play for my local team. And then I'd go watch Carlton play as a Carlton fan and I'd interact with the players and sit in the locker room and, and hang out with them all. Um, <clears throat> so cool. Yeah, there's a funny story actually. So uh, there was a training session Carlton had. I would have been about five or six years old. Um they were training out at Waverley, so where Hawthorne train currently. So they obviously used to play a lot of footy out there. Must have been Brendan Favola's. Me and Fev always have a good laugh about this. Uh, must have been his early in his career, and the players are doing kick to kick in the in the change room, and Fev's lined up a nice drop punt, and I'm sort of just walking in the background, falconed, <laughs> concussion. So yeah, <laughs> Fev, if you're listening, yeah, <laughs> knocked out as a five year old, which probably explains why I've lot of, <laughs> yeah. lost a fair few brain cells over the years. But um, like I was just that lucky kid that was around footy and. Yeah, I knew that that was always what I wanted to do. Mate, it's pretty pretty cool. I um I did my research, as I said, because I wanted to find some dimes and dozens. But <laughs> go. um, oh, I got a bit of a true or false fit. I want you to confirm it for me. But um, apparently every birthday as a kid, and maybe even word on the street into your teens, is that <laughs> your grandparents used to uh, build you that a banner, a, a Carlton get. banner. That is a great <laughs> get. And you used to run through your Carlton banner. That is so funny. <laughs> every, every birthday. That which is amazing. tells me <laughs> that. Who's when, your source? <laughs> I can't reveal my sources, mate. It's true. But yeah, that is that tells me, I'm like, you're, now you're a premiership player and a Brownlow medalist winner, which obviously you've spoken about a lot. And I'll, I'll go into a little bit around it as well. But mate, that you were built for it. You're running through You've banners. You've got that work ethic. Have you found that? That is incredible work yeah. ethic. So oh, kudos yeah. to you. But, <laughs> mate, that's true. I'd like to say it wasn't into my teens. It wasn't. It was about until I was about eight, I reckon. <laughs> okay, you're and right. And a Carlton banner. My, my, um, yeah, my nana and pop would every year make me like a mini banner. And I <laughs> made all my cousins and everyone line up. It was all about me. When you know yeah, it's your birthday. Yeah, yeah. when, oh, yeah. when you're a kid, it's your birthday. It's your day. Yeah, yeah, it's your day. So I made still everyone. Is, mate. Yeah, still, still is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but great get. Yeah, I reckon until I was maybe maybe a little younger, seven, but I'd have a banner made for me every year. That was my like, 
my thing that I wanted for my birthday and I'd run through the banner as if I was a Carlton player. Ah, oh, it's so funny. Yeah. You're a good grandparents fan. That's that awesome. that, that, I love that. I'll get you some photos of that yeah, as well. Yeah, that would yeah. be good. We'd love that. Braden will love that. We'll yeah. chop that up. Um, mate, what a, what a ride the last 12 months has been. Uh, I think when we talk about like player trades and stuff, everyone always talks about it from like a club point of view, like the form when you look back after 12 months. But from a player point of view, like that, I think you've won out, like trade of the year. Because of like, you've gone straight from Hawthorne where you had a great time and I will go into that, but you've walked into a club where not only is it successful from a winning standpoint, but it seems like you're actually having more fun again. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Spot on. Like I look at this year and compare it to every year of footy and it's the most fun I've ever had in my whole footy career. Like I've just enjoyed it. Yeah. It's just such a credit to the club really. Like, you know, I've just landed you know, in, in such a great spot and just so fortunate and grateful to be a part of it. And it, it honestly takes you back to your younger days of when you're playing school footy, like they're some of my funnest memories or junior footy for Ashburton Junior Footy Club. That that joy and the reason why you start playing sport, I've had that again this year. I, I don't know what, like how that came about. It's, it's clearly, weird, isn't it? it? Yeah, it's clearly something to do with the culture and, um, yeah, the way Fly approaches his coaching and he, he's very good at um, – appreciating everyone's work and strengths, but also building everyone up, making it fun, take some pressure off pre-game, which I think really helps a lot of the players. Mm-hmm. And I think all those little things add up and it's accumulated in a lot of enjoyment, a lot of fun this year. And obviously we work hard, and but we enjoy the work too. Can you, uh, I hope you don't mind me asking this, you don't have to share it if you don't want, but can you tell me the convo that you told me you had with Collingwood when <clears throat> you were in discussions of like potentially going there and stuff or you, you might've gone, but they explained to you what your role would be and why it was so important to, I guess, completing the midfield at the Pies. You remember what you yeah. told me? It was oh, kind of like I can't remember specifically. It was it was essentially like your job is to yeah. go in there and get the footy and provide it to the likes of Dakes, Pendles, and Geordie into space so they can flourish. Yeah. Like that, you you're that hardball guy, and you you're there to make those guys like hit their full full potential. Almost in a sense, it ties into your game. But the way you sort of said it to me, and I think you've you've. I've been so impressed with it. It's like a little bit of sacrifice for from your own game and your own success to benefit the broader team was like yeah. the clear instructions. You were like, yeah, sign me up. Yeah, I was all in on that. And I think, you know, you'd, if you were to look at numbers, you know, my numbers would be probably the lowest of my career, but in terms of, you know, impact and influence I can have on teammates, that's what's made me super proud to be um, a part of the team is that just making others better around me. And, you know, Pendles and I speak about it. Uh, we have spoken about it before that, you know, Geordie and Nick and Josh, Dacos, mm. they're the stars of the team. Yeah. We, 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 whatever we do, let's make them the stars. Yeah. So we try and do what we can to, and other players as well, but put them guys in a position to be the superstars and to know, to know, really win the game. So yeah, that was definitely the selling point. Um, yeah. To come to Collingwood, you know, the biggest club and um, really just play to my strengths, not doing anything I hadn't done any different for my whole career, play uh, on the inside, uh, win the ball, uh, be strong at clearance, distribute it by hand, which is, uh, you know, what I've always worked on most of my game and handball to Geordie, handball to Nick, let them kick goals <laughs> and tackle hard and, yeah, just go and play footy. So it was, yeah, I was all on board straight away. I was, I've found it um, amazing because I've seen like probably more from the outside. I'd, I would have said it initially, but now I've sort of been on the inside a bit more um, around the pies this year with you there is like you have no ego 
we like coming into a new footy club with what you've achieved, like having uh, 87 on the SCG one day and <laughs> winning a Brownlow and all that sort of shit. Like you think you might come in with a bit of swagger into a good team, but you've really, from what it looks like anyway, you're friends with everyone. You've got like no ego. How, like, what is that? Have you always been like that? Is that upbringing? Like, where did that come from? I appreciate those words. That actually means a lot. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's got, I know, got pretty deep. No, no, that, that means that's, a lot. It's I, um, true though, isn't it? Don't you reckon? Oh, like, I appreciate that. It's uh, 100%. I, I think, you know, when, when you, whether you change teams or not, you want to be a good teammate and a good mate. So I think first and foremost, you know, I'm going to leave Collingwood with lifelong friends whenever that my time is yeah. up. Hopefully I've got plenty of time left, but, you know, yeah, I already yeah. know that I've got like, you know, 10 genuine brothers in the team probably more love love every single guy on the list and all the staff as well um so yeah being being a good person having good mates but then being a good teammate that was just something i really wanted to pride my game on this year and yeah like sacrifice like you said whether it be um sacrificing your your role or your game time or your position and just really just making it about others and the team it was just a pure focus of mine and yeah i just want to keep giving back to the Collingwood Footy Club because of the opportunity they've given me. So I guess a part of the reason as well for coming back is, you know, a little bit for self-preparation, but I've also really enjoyed getting there early, helping the younger guys, you know, letting them know where they need to be at certain times, showing them around and um, having real pride in helping others as well because, you know, it's almost like your first day at school when you start, like you're shitting, you're shitting <laughs> know, yourself. Right? Like, you know, these kids are coming in. Um, so just sort of like, keeping conversation with them like on a hourly basis at the club and then just over text um, at night, checking in with them just to get them set in their first week before they start officially. It's it's kind of like a lot of these boys that have been drafted at Collingwood, it's quite similar to the environment you walked into at Sydney. Like fucking a lot of, a lot of superstars. Yeah, true. And and a pretty good team on the on the track as well that was yeah. performing at a high level. So like, yeah, it is quite similar. You can kind of like, were you in that moment like you put yourself in some of the buyers boys now? Were you ever like overawed by that in a sense, or not overawed, but just like you know, deer in headlights? Like this is so next year, rubbing shoulders with goods. Yeah, it's know, intimidating for yeah, sure. Like, like, do you know what I mean? It's a lot. Like, even last year it was intimidating. Like you, like a mature player being around for over 10 years and then you walk in and you meet Steel Sidebottom and Pendles and Howie yeah. and it's like, shit, like yeah. these guys are bloody good players yeah. and I've looked up to them from afar. So, you know, you can imagine as an 18-year-old that's enhanced even more. Yeah. You mentioned some players. I'm, I always like to know when you go into a new club because you played against the Pies heaps for 10 years of your career before you went there. But was there any players or player that you were surprised by up close, like how good they were? Yeah, a couple. Uh, I'll give a shout out to Josh Dacos. Yeah. I didn't know how good he was. What, like, what was it that like that about him? That sort of shit. movement at training. Like he's just so agile and smooth. Like you watch him train. He's just like across the ground. He's just like effortless running. He just like glides across the ground and, oh, and yeah. laces kicks out yes. either side. Steele said he was the best kick at the club. Yeah, he might Nick would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. be close. Geordie didn't know how good he was as well. Yeah. Obviously, he's a good mate of both of ours, but like yeah. he's, he's looking fit at the moment. He's looking fit. Off we'll give him a shout. Yeah, we that. love that, mate. He's as fit he's as a fiddle. Nice barley his, tan. his legs, like his legs, would like real define and stuff. Was we like, trained together this morning. He's looking good. Yeah. Um, Joy and Darcy Moore was probably another one. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like more probably he was injured in the preseason, but more watching him as a teammate in game. Like he's had games where he's taken like ten intercept marks. I'm like, this guy is saving this game. Like, just he's a freak in the air. Yeah, they're probably the three. Obviously, we all know how good Nick Dacos is. Like, I think everyone knew that. But the ones that I was just like, well, I didn't actually realize how good these guys were. Like, I knew they were good, but then you see them up close like yeah, shit. Yeah, it's different, Bruzzy's right? another one. Yeah, Bruzzy. As an athlete, like, 
I thought Brazzy was just like a cannonball. Yeah. But like training with him, he's so fast over five, 10 meters. Like he really? he's a powerhouse. I don't think he gets enough credit for his skill as well. Like, he, yeah, he's yeah, good kick, isn't he? Like, like he's he left, at 60 easy. Yeah, yeah. He kind of, because he's the, the sort of mongrel in the team, you know, he gets yeah. that vibe, but yeah. he's actually quite skillful I mean. too. Yeah. So that yeah. stuff flies under the radar. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I uh, mate, pretty cool. Um, I can't not touch on the flag, which I know we've, we've blown up a lot on the pod, but um, just to kind of give some context to your career, I think it was year one, you, the uh, uh, Swans won it, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, you, and you, you obviously didn't get picked in the squad, no, which no. looked pretty harsh when you think about what you've achieved, but that's how good that team was as well. Yeah. Um, and then you played in another, a losing 16, we lost actually in 2014, I got dropped for the finals. Oh, wow. So I had a career best game. I remember it so clear as day. I got, I played a career best game. It was round 23 versus Richmond. Played really well, got dropped for the finals, and I was emergency for the grand final. So that killed me. I remember watching all the boys running out for the grand final. I had to watch in the stands. Then you go to 2016 and you're, in, you're you're playing and, you know, we're favorites in that game. So there's there's almost these like little opportunities on the way, which oh. what makes this whole journey and roller coaster so special to finally get a premiership this year because, you know, there's yeah. so many roadblocks and um, so many ups and downs and then you you get to grand final day and you, you get it done. It's like, holy shit, it makes it all worth it. Well, I just, yeah, because I, I knew you'd, you'd played in a couple or you'd lost, but I didn't, uh, the first year, I, I completely forgot about I'm like, Yeah, I, I wouldn't have played anyway. Like, I was injured. But still, uh, it's, but just, it's still a weird place. It, I still see that as an opportunity, you know, like you yeah. were there, you could have. Yeah. You know, I, if, every, I if everything that. fell into place, but um, I was, yeah, I was. Did, did that make you sort of just to go a bit left field of, of talking over the flag, but like with Johnny Noble and Tay Adams and those guys, did that, did that make you kind of understand them? With, yeah, with sort it of did. that. It's yeah. some really cool footage um, on the Ball Magnets channels. I don't think it's been released yet, but like it's funny, like your life lessons and how that teaches you empathy in a way. Mm-hmm. I actually, when we're doing our victory lap, I, I grabbed all the reserves guys together and this wasn't to be seen doing it like no one's even seen the footage it was just yeah. I, I knew exactly how those guys would have been feeling that moment it was it wasn't as much the senior guys like I think Tay and Dan were over it was more like the really young guys that they're on the list and maybe some of them aren't close but you still put yourself in their shoes and you know how badly they want to be a part of it and I think I just said like boys I've been in exactly where your shoes are and I know how hard it is and it, it, it sucks and, you know, you, you, you've, you're a part of it but you're not really a part of it. I, you know, that's that's how I used mm-hmm. to see it. Like you, everyone tells you you're a part of it but you don't really feel a part of it. But I, I just told them like, um, yeah, boys, like I've been exactly where you are now. I know exactly how it feels. Um, and But, yeah, it's taken me 13 years to get to this moment right now. So, like, hopefully you guys can experience this and, and put the work in. It was, it was like a 15-second wow. conversation with about 10 of the young boys. Just wow. bored him in. I just because it just came to me in that moment, and you sh- use your shared experiences to try and help and empathize. So yeah, definitely helped with that. They'll remember that forever, you know, like the little things sure. like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But me, they're mine, yeah, <laughs> not yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. True. Like, I, I would think, I would think that would, that's pretty powerful, man. Good on you for that. Um, to go into the, just the the flag, I just want to more so. Uh, we've broken down the game on both our pods, so everyone kind of knows what happened. But just your emotion. Like after it, even leading up to now, like does it kind of settled in that like you're a Brownlow medalist and a premiership player? Like the two things every kid ever wants to be in Australia, outside of playing cricket for Australia, there's usually something like that. You, you've ticked that off, which is yeah. pretty oh, the, handy. The premiership has sunk in more. Yeah. I think it sunk in when I was overseas and I was sort of away and just had some time to reflect and think and 
because on the day, yeah, th- those words get thrown around a lot. Like, has it sunk in yet? And I didn't really know what that meant. But like, you're just so entrenched in the day and celebrating whatever. But it's when you really sit back and you, um, you know, I still watch little clips and things. Most of the time, Brazzy's sending them through to like group chats, and so you get a bit emotional, like seeing some oh, of the footage, mate, like seeing yeah. your mates, like so happy. My favorite footage is this slow mo footage. It's from kind of behind the goals when the siren goes. It's in slow motion. It's me and Nick Dacos almost in like sync. We drop to our knees and drop flat. It's really cool. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. And that that's sort of sort of like, I don't know, to me represents just, yeah, a lot of hard work from everyone at the footy club and yeah, just that emotion in that moment where you literally like can't control your body. Like it was just mm-hmm. like, I don't know, almost like, yeah, it was euphoric and you you just hear that siren, your body just sort of like just drops. It's like you, you couldn't I couldn't control myself in that moment. It actually felt we felt like jelly for a bit. It was you weird. played great as well. You had a great grand final, I thought. Yeah, thanks. It was yeah. um, it was a tough game. You know, tough, like, bloody tough, tough as a fan. Yeah. Like, as a as a neutral would have been a great game, but as a Pies or Brisbane fan, fuck, yeah, very yeah, emotional. It been, um, well, yeah, it would have been. It was a, yeah, it was a it was a just such, well, I think one of the best grand finals. Yeah, really. honestly, like, I need to go back and watch it really closely. Like it's always sort of been on the background and. And things like that, but I don't know to have such a you know a reasonably high scoring grand final with so many great goals kicked, iconic goals from both teams, and a game that goes down to the wire, four points on a day that's perfect, like blue Wasn't sky, not a cloud just. in the sky, over a hundred thousand, like it ticks a lot of boxes. So yeah. um, pretty special. Yeah, I learned a lot about that footy club around that celebration, just how close everyone was. It was pretty mm-hmm. special to be a, be a part You're of. You're in amongst a bit of it. Mate, I've, I've, I've told people I had 16 touches and eight handballs. <laughs> it's going up each month. Yeah. The way yeah. I celebrated, you think I'd, you think yeah. I'd have 20. You won the norm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> off field, yeah. I messaged Steel like a month ago saying like, uh, he goes, what were your stats again? And I said to him, he goes, <laughs> yeah. he goes they've gone up, haven't they? <laughs> well, it's a bit like Steel's goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah, time yeah. you catch up with Steel, it, it started yeah. at 70 metres. It's about 83 out. now. Yeah, shout out. Shot. Shout out to Rusty. That was one of our best episodes this year, honestly. Um, the feedback on it was pretty special. Hey, guys. Just a quick pause in this episode to update you on some of the partners supporting the show. This morning, I was utilizing Vibe Culture in my morning to get me to the gym. I was very tired, lazy, not going to lie. But this little Kickstarter helped me get there. It's a secret to a productive day, and it helps you win your morning. All you need to do is put a scoop of this into your water bottle, and you can have it throughout the day. It's a great little change up from coffee as well so you don't have to keep going back to your second, third and fourth. Uh, hangover cure too, which is what I love because I love going out and drinking with my mates, which I've been probably doing way too much of of late. So Vibe Culture helps you win the day. It's very, very healthy for you as well. There's a lot of natural natural benefits through it, uh, herbs and blends as well from the Vibe Culture team. So we really appreciate them supporting the show. Even better, they want to look after you guys as well. So if you head on the Vibe Culture website, which is in the bio below, you can get 15% off your first purchase. So it's a good change up if you're drinking too much coffee, too much energy drinks, try a healthier option and it's really good for you. As I said, for the movie marathons, late nights or those hangovers, get around them. They're a great team doing great things. Also, of course, you guys have seen me promote and support Dabble, the gambling agency, over the year. Dabble's been a great partner supporting our show throughout, so we can't thank them enough. If you guys are getting on the gambling websites, Dabble is a great place to do it where you dabble socially with your friends and other people, but also please do gamble responsibly and only bet what you are willing to lose. 
Fortunately enough, this whole year, every Wednesday night between 7 to 8 p.m., we are doing a live stream called Jake's Take where we cut up shop around sport all around the world, talking about various things that are going on with you guys, the Banter Channel, in the app. It's absolutely fun. And, of course, we're putting on bets as well, which we're hopefully always winning. So the double link will be below. If you're not on it, get around it. It's a great platform doing great things. Let's get back into the episode. Just to go into the early doors of your career, because um, you're pretty yeah, hot, wanted commodity as such coming into the AFL, but uh, I just want you to share the story that uh, I know of that with Sydney, the Sydney experience, and probably they have to because they're outside of Melbourne in a sense. And I know, I think GWS were another suitor for you as well, but their recruitment drive and what they did <laughs> on the SCG and how they clinched Tommy Mitchell. This, that, is, a, this is almost a heard it here first. On the oh, list, mate, it? it is one of the most unbelievable. I, I story you're talking about. I've never really told it. Yeah. Um, oh, it's special. Yeah. I, it may have played a factor in. Before before you got, before the moment happened where obviously wh- where was your head at with decision-making in the clubs at the time for the sort of first move? Yes, yeah, so I was in a very, very unique situation. Everything came to a head because my first year in the AFL was going to be the Giants' first season. Right. And so the Giants had, I think, picks one, two, three, five, seven, nine. They were loaded. Sydney's first pick was 21. And the way the bidding system worked then, over 10 years ago, was that all that the Swans had to do if I nominated for father-son was just match the first pick. Right. So if I nominated for the draft, the Giants told me we, we're going to take you. So I would have, would have had to go pick one. Wow. Which... Oh, really? So you, yeah. were, you would pick one? Well, if, well I, if I went to the draft, they would have had to. That's, that's, I didn't know that. So that was the... Fuck, you're the, a good player, man. You're uh, a good, you're I a, peaked in under 16s. You are a good no, player, so, aren't no, you? I was, juniors was... Like, I was probably injured a lot of my early days at Sydney, but, like, I think my footy took off the under-16 carnival. So the national carnival, like, I was nowhere before that. Like, I remember missing out on, it sounds childish to say, but missing out on the under-12s big team, under-15s big team, and then, yeah, made the under, we we moved to Perth. Um, Dad was assistant coach at Freo and made the, um, the West Australian squad, and then, um, won the award for the player of the carnival in the under 16. So when I was 16, I had a contract on the table from the Swans and Giants. So I had two five-year deals as a as a 16-year-old kid. And so I had no idea what I was doing. What? So it all changed very quick. Can they do that now? They can't do it now. Right. I don't think so. Well, it, yeah. was, such, it, was, a oh, one, yeah. it was a once in a... You were that good. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the way that the teams, the picks had lined and the, them coming to the comp. Yeah. Otherwise, it just wouldn't have been a thing. So... Worlds collided and it, it was almost like a perfect storm for myself because I was very lucky in that the Swans and Giants, I was speaking to both of them. I had a decision to make because so I had to make it a little earlier than everyone else. Um, but having said that, one of the luckiest positions to be in having to choose your AFL destiny at a young age, like it's just no, dra- it's very no draft rare. pick gets that. Very D- lucky. You don't so. get to choose, yeah. Just, I, don't know, I was just grateful to be in that position and – yeah, I ended up deciding to go to the Swans. I remember uh, went over there and I think Yeah. Yeah, I think I know what you want me where you want me to go. So <laughs> yeah, please go there. I remember I went it, over because the the clock was ticking. They need they need to know decisions just so they can get on with their planning and things. So I went over there, met with the Giants, met with the Swans, um, started my first day was at the Giants. And this was before they had like a facility or anything. <laughs> went out to the showgrounds and they hadn't even built the ground. So it was kind of hard to picture it. Right. But I knew that a lot of my good mates from junior footy were going there. So that was a big selling card. Um, the money was off the charts. Like, because really? they had 
obviously more money to spend. So I'd, I wasn't deserving of what they were offering, but that was obviously another enticing factor. And then went to Sydney the next day and yeah, I was just sort of, um, yeah, a little bit blown away, I guess. Like I, after I chose to go to the Swans, like I lived with Adam Goods for two or three weeks <laughs> and then, yeah. How was that? Just in, like pre-season because I'd committed, like I was able to do pre- two years of extra pre-season. Just living with a dual Brownlee medalist. Yeah, it was the best. Like <laughs> just is- learning from the king. Yeah. And then lived with Paul Roos and his family, become very close with them, still am today. Yeah, and I don't know, Sydney just felt comfortable. You could you could see what they'd already achieved or established. Um, yeah, so that, that was the decision I made. Um, and yeah, that the there was one night I was there with my family and they said, oh, do you mind coming in at night uh, to this SCG? And I was like, yeah, we were flying out the next morning. So we came in. Goodsy met us at the front. I think it was from memory, Jerry Ringvay, Drew Bolton. Goodsy gave my brother a signed 37 jersey, Adam Goods jersey. I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. So Clutch. he's on board now. He's like, the brother. Yeah, yeah. smart. <laughs> so, <laughs> so smart. So was on board. Then we go down, do a little tour. We go into um, the, the, the pre-game address room, like the coach's room. We're just sitting there chatting and they're like, oh, do you want to go have a look on the ground? I was like, yeah, I'll go have a look on the ground. And it's pitch black out there. And... Uh, I'm like, oh, this is pretty weird. Like, <laughs> this is really weird. <laughs> what are we doing out here? And then, yeah, the lights, it's kind of like a bit like a little mini movie. I don't think the lights turn on. Actually, the big screen just came on. It just played like a, a few minutes montage of, you know, this is what it'll be like. Could you imagine playing for the Swans in front of 40,000 people? Um, this is what it's like if you want to be out here with us. I'm like, shit, all right, sign me up. I'm done. Wow. So that was, I think it was more just going to an established club yeah. where my dad had played. That was the main driving factor. Mate, pretty, pretty yeah, cool. Special. Yeah, special. Uh, you've, you've, your CV of plays you've played with as well is off the, off the Richter scale. Like I think uh, Buddy Franklin would obviously be right at the top of that list. You have any sort of bud stories or just playing with him, how special he was? Because everyone that's always around him, the way, like Campbell Brown, the way he speaks about him yeah. is so funny. So always interested to know. Bud for the first time in years at Derby Day this year, it was great to catch up with him. He was one of my favorite teammates. Such a such a great guy. Just like a big kid, kind of like you. Yeah, is he? <laughs> yeah, I like love you. that. Oh, a big buddy. kid. <laughs> just loves having fun. Uh, loves having a good time. When he when it came to his footy, he took his footy very seriously. When it was mm. game day, he was he was locked in. Uh, I think just being in his presence on field as a teammate and seeing what he did on ground from right up close was just like. Yeah. Some iconic moments, like just bombing him off one step from 60 and like you're literally standing right next to him watching him. Like, how's he kicked it that far off one step? Like just freakish stuff. Yeah. So just his on-field talent was bizarre. Yeah, he seems like it. Um, one, uh, one of the coaches you've spoken about, and it's probably some of your best footy you've ever played in your career. I mean, you obviously Brownlow medal and so forth and um, all the work that you'd done up to that point probably helped. But Clarko, um, when you went to Hawthorne, he seemed like, a big part of your success and something that you've spoken about before, but specifically why did he get the best out of you, do you think? Mm, he was he was the best. I love Clarko. He, um, yeah, like I was in a position at Sydney where I needed a change and um, just needed some more opportunity basically and he, he gave it to me and uh, he just fully backed me in from day one, uh, supported me through a number of things off field, um, you know, which I think the great coaches do. They, you know, they always support you. And I think he just really backed in my ability. And 
I just took so much confidence from that and just went out and played footy and yeah, like my performance just yeah, improved heaps under him and he taught me a lot about the game itself and yeah, I owe a lot of, you know, my career going to another level because of him. Yeah, it was like a like almost just made made sure you knew you were as good as you were. It's yeah. like just get instilling the confidence. Yeah, confidence and just <clears throat> backing you in and reinforcing and if you yeah. do that time and time again, eventually like a lot of self belief, but then you you know you got your coach behind you. It's like, okay, I can yeah I'm really, really believe in this now. Yeah. Um he'd always build you up and yeah, it was exactly what I needed. Twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, they were probably two of your yeah, I think what you come top couple in the Brownlow the year before you won it, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I think so. Dusty won it. Yeah, then it was Dangerfield who was suspended. All oh, right, and so then you were second, second official, second or third. Yeah, second official. <laughs> Depends how bad the knock was on Danger. I'll I'll say guess. second. Yeah, yeah I'll take second. Well, so it's going in because you went in. Uh, uh, you went in uh, twenty eighteen at the favourite, I think, as well. So really? that would have been. I'm pretty sure. Oh, you sorry, did. not into the season, into the into the night. No, into the night. Yeah, yeah into the, the night. The, yeah. the medal count. You were yeah. the favourite, and obviously you had some. I found out as well that you, because Sydney, you would have had some highs and lows, but you had 64 in the Neathful. <laughs> Bro. Yeah, that was, that was a good day. What, like, what is it that you're doing? And I'll, I'll touch on ball magnets, but what is it you're doing different to get so much footy? Like, because uh, I get there's a mental, you want the, the one at more, but like at the highest level, so does everyone. Yeah. Well, so that wasn't you, the highest level. That was in the reserve. Yeah, grade. well, that's a fair <laughs> point. But still, you got, you got 50, 50 odd in 2018 yeah. twice. So, yeah. Uh, so is the question like, yeah. how do I find the ball? Well, yeah, no, just the like, because I know mindset's important, yeah. but there's more to it than just that. Yeah, no, you're right. There is. So I would say you can break it down a few ways. There's that relentless desire to just keep going and to push yourself physically. Uh, that's definitely something. There's, I think, even bigger than that is reading the game. So, you know, being able to understand your teammates' tendencies, your opposition players' tendencies. Um, little things like where does the team when they take a kick at, where are they most likely to kick it? Where is the ruckman most likely to hit it? Um, seeing things before they unfold. So that's just simply yeah, reading the game, I guess, like reacting faster. Like I wouldn't say I'm fast, but I think I can see a play unfolding and, and move and react to a quick uh, to an area quickly. That's probably been a strength over my career. So I think a combination of um, the drive being really fit, like I was probably before I broke my leg was another my absolute yeah. fittest. And then, yeah, just reading the game and just being really sharp. So probably a combination of those three things. If Because uh, I know you've got to get to a, a meeting after, but I, I do want to actually one day maybe get you back on to speak about the aspects around your broken leg because what you went through should not be understated how you, you're actually even able to, to play at the level that you play at, I think, because it was a pretty fucking serious injury. Yeah. Have you and, done a leg? Have you done something nah, like that? No, but I mean, I've been around blokes that have yeah. done ACLs and all that. So I see like it's it's yeah. there's injuries and then there's life-changing ones. And that was a life-changing one, which um, comes back to the mindset of how yeah. you're able – because, yeah, I think Hawthorne probably managed you really well through that period too because yeah. that would have been tough. But I'll go into that another time. I just wanted to quickly before we finish up, I'm going to give you a really hard question. Um, is I want to know the top five players you played with because okay. you played with some ridiculous, but obviously some at their peak, some are beginning, some are yeah. towards the end. Is it top five like – Let's Over their duration or is it like in the period nah, of time when I was you, playing, when with, you played them, with, when I played them. with them? Yeah, okay. like the blokes that you were just like, this guy is right, different. Shit. All right, this is tough. Yeah. Does that have to be in order? No, no, okay. we'll make All it right. easy for you. All right. All right. Buddy Franklin. Yep. Obviously. Yeah. He was at the peak of his powers at the Swans. Kicking goals from everywhere. Kicking 80 plus goals every year. Played with him. He's a freak. Um, 
Josh Kennedy, Sydney Swans. Wow. He was good one. so good at what he did. And he was like the guy I looked up to because he was like the player I wanted to be. Like, similarities with him, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. His, his clearance stuff in particular is just like so clean. You couldn't tackle him. He's too big for a mid. Yeah. He's just, yeah, he was great to play alongside. Um, I played a handful of games with Cyril. Was it, but Cyril, mate, he's my favorite player ever. Yeah, he's, but ten. What's he played? Ten years, four flags. Yeah, and just good ratio. See you later. <laughs> so I played with. That was twenty seventeen. So yeah, he was a bit injured, but like he still did things in games. There was this one game we played against West Coast, the MCG. I still remember it. I was front and center of a contest. He took a hanger. Yeah, round five, 2017, I remember it. On the far <laughs> wing from where the bench was, I was front and center. He t- took this hanging. He was like floating up there for like five seconds. I'm like, he's just hovering. Like, oh, just, yeah. special man. He I don't know special. whether you're including because I didn't see him at his absolute best. Fair enough. I'll take him. Um, Nick Dacos. Yeah. That good. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, that good. Ceiling is scary is what everyone thinks. Well, yeah. I'm like, how do you get better from how good he already is? Yeah. But he's that good. I know. I think he's gonna. I think he's breaking a new mold of where he's at now. Is where blokes get to at like twenty seven, twenty six, mm. twenty eight. So it's like this could be a new ceiling. Yeah, which which is going to pave the way for the next gen. Yeah, like because scary, isn't it? Yeah, which is really scary. It's kind of like you look at the NBA, and you know, there's always this new prototype. Like it's LeBron, then it's KD, now Wembenyama. Yeah. It's like, hey, what's yeah. the next? What's, what's next? the guy in ten years? An be? Like an, yeah. a nine foot yeah. guy that can shoot from half court. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, Elon Musk creation or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, uh, like he, if I play with Pendles at his in his prime, he'd yeah. Well, that's be what, I know that. Two, I know, know that. So, yeah. Wow, that's that's big. But maybe I'd say, might say Geordie. Geordie, yeah. yeah. Wow. Just yeah. because he does things that other players can't. He's like our Dusty Martin. Like he. Kicks goals from impossible angles, from distance. Yeah. Key moments, big games. Like, yeah, probably Geordie. I don't reckon he got enough credit for his year, to be honest. I, yeah, know, yeah, I know I'm biased, but yeah. like, people know how good he is, but it was like, yeah. it was scary the year he had. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, he was, he was yeah. bloody on. You'll yeah. love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> final one from a uh, final question before I give you the sort of uh, famous podcast question we asked, but just quickly on ball magnets because. That's pretty special what you've created there. And for those that don't know what it is, um, Tommy can give you a, a little spill on it. But it's something that I've never seen before and I've been around sport a long time and, and seen a lot of things. Where Like I just want to go into the why. The why. Yeah. yeah. So the why originally originally was we came up with a concept, myself, Paddy Cripps from Carlton, Lockie Neal from the Lions. Obviously they're two superstar players. Um, but we've always been close mates, the three of us. And we came up with a concept throughout COVID where, you know, footy players and, and kids and adults and everyone interested in footy couldn't get out and train and play with their team. So we're like, what sort of drills can we give that we, we're doing in our own time and programs, running, weights, skills to give to people so that while they're training in isolation, they can still find ways to get better. That was the original concept. And then it's, yeah, it's grown, you know, like the Ball Magnets podcast is Something that I love doing as well. We might we'll have to get you on as a guest. Yeah, we'll do, man, we'll do it one for one. I reckon I reckon we'd be great as like Slightly a co-host convo. I love that. yeah. Maybe we come with a yeah. We should, a mutual we should one. Yeah. Something. Yeah. It would be funny. Something new. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just sort of grown from there. So yeah, the ball market's up. It's still free on the app store, and it's purely just us, us uploading sessions and programs for anyone that's interested in footy. Anyone of any level can can do it, and the whole thing is training and playing with your idols. So. We'll put um we'll put a link in the bio. Yeah. So for oh, yeah. for everyone, yeah, for those guys that are here in the school and want to check it out, we'll put a link in the bio so you can check it out because it's 
Yeah, it's pretty incredible. And, and the people affiliated, like, just unreal. They get, it's gone, and I feel like it's going to get more and more as well. So Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Hopefully we're expanding to more sports down the track and yeah. it's a platform where everyone can go to learn from their favorite athletes in all sports. Beautiful. Now, the final one, resilience, driver, ambition, where you test all three to successful people, business and sport. Out of those three, which one do you think has been your sort of cornerstone through your career? Resilience, drive and ambition. I'd say drive. Drive. Yeah, you've I really think, driven, aren't you? I think drive. Well, you got, you're They're all kind up, of similar. You've, you've just won a flag and you're turning up day one with the with the kids at training. I mean, that says a bit, doesn't it? Well, it says, probably says I'm a bit of a nuffy as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we know that. <laughs> maybe that's not yeah, Maybe that's not well. Maybe that's not what you want. Uh, nah, I'll, I'll say probably drive. Uh, what well, would you say for you out of interest? Uh, it, was, it was ambition. Now it's resilience. Because as a kid, I was ambitious. That was like everything. Yep. Like my goals were different, I feel, yep. to a lot of people. Or I generally believed they were going to happen. Yep. And then because I didn't hit them, then it's taken resilience yep. to get back on my feet. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I've thought about it a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. late. Yeah. You've had a lot of sleepless yeah, nights. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, a lot of tears shed, mate. <laughs> mate, I, I admire, I really do. Your work ethic is one thing I've never spoken of with you, but I, I'll absolutely love it. I reckon you're going to do really good in uh, in life outside of footy too, mate. So thank you for coming on the show. We're going to have to get you back on at another point. Bye, do it again. All right, guys. Thanks, we'll, we'll see you next week. Appreciate you tuning in. Are you a podcaster? Maybe you've got that big idea and you're looking for a network to join. The multi-award winning OzCast Network can get your content to eyes and ears all over the world. Join now for the first month free and you could be featuring this sound at the beginning of your podcast. OzCast. Simply head to OzCastNetwork.com for details.